Are you ready to take your business to the next level? Every day there are countless books and articles that are published offering the key on how to make your business a success. It's easy to feel overwhelmed trying to keep up and run your business. That's why Deb Creer created the Business Power Hour. Keep up on the latest trends, best practices, and techniques for how to make your business a success. Let the Business Power Hour do the heavy work for you. Good morning, good morning. I am Deb Creer, and I am passionate about giving professionals the tools that they need to make themselves and their businesses as successful as possible. And today, talking to another podcaster, I love it when I get to do that. (laughs) So much fun. But we're going to be talking about customer service and how it is absolutely positively critical that you get it right for your business. So please join me in welcoming Henry Lopez to our program today. Welcome, Henry. Thank you, Deb. So excited to be here with you today. Great. I love it. Well, let me tell people about you and then we'll just jump into this. So Henry Lopez is a serial entrepreneur, small business coach, and host of top-rated The How of Business podcast show. In addition to investing in and growing his businesses, he is dedicated to helping others start, run, and grow their small businesses. Henry has over 34 years of diverse business experience, including successful careers in the information technology industry, sales, sales training, and business ownership. He has been directly involved in over 10 different small businesses since purchasing his first business in 1991. He has developed and launched his own businesses, and he has bought and sold businesses as well. Henry is also a proud volunteer, a SCORE mentor. So again, Henry, welcome. Thank you, Deb. Thanks for that introduction. I'm excited to be here with you today. Great. Well, I would say let's go in the Wayback Machine and tell (laughs) us how it is that you discovered that this is your passion in life. I have known from as far back as I can remember that I wanted to be my own boss. Mm -hmm. I just didn't have, certainly early on in life and even in my early 20s, just didn't have the resources, didn't have the knowledge, didn't have Mm -hmm. the Mm know-how. But I knew, and it was driven initially by the desire for control, Mm. but I I always was driven to have my own thing. It just Mm -hmm. took me a while because I just didn't have the resources, the know-how, or even the courage really Mm -hmm. to make it happen. Right. You know, and it does take courage to, to go out on your own, um, you know, and, and then you add in little things like, gee, you need a steady paycheck. You need That's insurance, right. you know, all exactly. of those various things. And so I always love talking to entrepreneurs and finding out how it is that they really did decide to, to make that leap because it, it's, you know, now some were forced into it, you know, maybe they got laid off, maybe their company was sold, all these various things. Um, you know, and, but there are just people that they have that passion and that burning desire. And I love that you said you wanted to work for yourself, right? You know, there are some people, they love working for somebody else. They think that's right. the greatest thing in the world. That's right. But for those of us that maybe don't like to be bossed around, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, it, it really is something. And we see that we've got a product or a service that we really do think would benefit others. Right. Yeah, and, and, a, and a desire and a passion. For right. me, a lot of it now, what I've come to crystallize over these years mm-hmm. is that I, I love to create things, mm-hmm. what I call create beautiful things. And that's mm-hmm. my interpretation of what is beautiful. Mm-hmm. It could be something I write, some, a business that mm-hmm. I create. To me, it's about the creative process. Right. Now, and of course, 
the the result is that it gives me fortunately there's these freedoms that I mm-hmm. enjoy now freedom of location freedom mm-hmm. of time and that those are the benefits but but it's the creation part of it that excites me the most mm-hmm. right you know and and it's fun because like you said we we're in charge which comes back to that oh my gosh that's scary part it is um you know and and I talk to my guests a lot about the fact that sometimes we need to hire it out. <laughs> I have somebody else help me with marketing, even exactly. though that's what I do. It's kind of, you know, the, 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 the old cobbler's kid. We don't take care of our own things. And, and I think that is one of the challenges that small business owners have is figuring out when they need to outsource, how to outsource correctly. And, you know, and, and the, of course, the biggest challenge for many is, and how in the heck do I pay for it? That's right. And related to that, I think, Deb, is also uh, getting help not mm-hmm. just outsourcing, right. and maybe you're including it in that, mm-hmm. but getting a coach, getting a mentor. Mm-hmm. I right. really didn't learn that lesson mm-hmm. early on about it's okay to reach out. I thought mm-hmm. it was you know, maybe a signal of weakness right. or that I didn't We're have it. We're supposed to know it all. We're supposed to know it all. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have a coach now, mm-hmm. and so I, I wish I would have learned the value of that early on. Mm-hmm. It would have helped me probably make that leap earlier, I think. Mm-hmm. Right. Now, you are a business coach, and then you help people with SCORE uh, as, as a mentor. Tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah. So, I actually, I joined SCORE initially in part because that was before I got into business coaching. I thought, I, I think I want to do business coaching, mm-hmm. but I saw this as a great opportunity to get exposed to it and see if it really was for me mm-hmm. and get a little learning on how to right. do it because SCORE puts you through some training mm-hmm. and some coaching within there and some mentorship to learn how to do it. They have a methodology that you follow. It's not very complex, but Mm -hmm. at least it was some base level learning. And so that gave me that first exposure. Mm -hmm. And in doing it very rapidly, I realized, A, I enjoy it. And I knew I would. Mm -hmm. But then B, hey, I I think I'm pretty good at this, right? Mm -hmm. And so that's what it's given me. And it's also, of course, an opportunity to give back. So I've I've been a volunteer Mm -hmm. with the Dallas chapter for the past five years now. Now, is SCORE part of, of, of SBA? The SBA partially funds SCORE, not okay. entirely. So SCORE gets its money, a chunk of it from the SBA, and mm-hmm. then the rest is raised locally at the chapter level mm-hmm. by offering workshops, for example, for, for you know nominal fees. And then locally, we do some fundraising as well. Mm-hmm. But yes, it is, and it was started as a part of the SBA. Right. You know, and I love it. I, I haven't, you know, it's been a while since I've actually looked into it, but it's, you know, available in big cities, you know, Absolutely. obviously. Um, but I'm assuming mm. now that, because you know, with technology, it really is available anywhere. That's right. That's right. Because we, uh, even out of our chapter, we do email and phone mentoring. So mm-hmm. those people, to your point, in more rural areas can still access it. And so the mentoring, the one-on-one mentoring Mm -hmm. that SCORE offers has always been and is still free, absolutely Mm -hmm. free. There's no charge for that. Mm -hmm. But absolutely, because of technology now, anybody can access that service. Right. And it's a great program, especially when you're starting out because you're thinking, I don't know it all. And, right. and where in the heck do I go? And, you know, we talk mm-hmm. a lot on the program about things like, you know, you, you have to register your company name and how do you register it correctly? Um, right. You know, register with the Secretary of State. Make sure you have an accountant, a CPA, um, you know, the, an attorney, all of these various things. And then, you know, how do you market yourself? You exactly. know, all of those things. And, and SCORE is, is very helpful in that. 
Yeah. And, and as with any coaching and mentoring, Deb, one of the key things I think we do as a good coach is we help you ask the right questions. I don't right. have all the answers. Mm-hmm. I don't pretend to have all of the answers. I have experience and knowledge and I can bring that mm-hmm. to bear, but really it's about asking you, uh, helping you rather ask the right questions. Mm-hmm. And also when you venture into business, it can be very isolating. In other words, right. people around you are, they're, they're meaning, they mean well, and they might mm-hmm. be very supportive, but they don't know kind of what to say right. or what to look for, mm-hmm. right? So it's important to get that, even if it's just to have somebody hear you out. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and you mentioned the fact that, you know, it's, it's very lonely. You know, many people, when they're starting their business, they, they home office. Right. Um, you know, I've been doing this over 20 years. I still home office. There's no need for me to have a physical location. I mean, right. that's just an expense that, you know, there's, there's no need for. And, you know, but I go through the day and my cats aren't exactly the best <laughs> conversationalists. And they're certainly not going to help me with, with business things. And so, again, this is where having a mentor, having a business coach really is so invaluable. It's such a, such a great point. I'm the same way. I've been home officing now for even when I was still in my corporate career, I started home officing. And I love it. But even I recognize mm-hmm. sometimes it's isolating. And, right. and so one of the ways I've countered that is by I prefer to partner in my business mm-hmm. ventures. So that really helps with that part of it, mm-hmm. Deb, of, of having somebody that at okay. least I have a scheduled call with at least mm-hmm. on a weekly basis. And that helps tremendously. Mm, I love it. That's interesting. We may have yeah. to discuss that more. I know. it. Well, at the start of the, the program, I talked about the fact that we wanted to talk about customer service. Yes. And you know, it's, it's interesting. I've been talking recently with people about money. You know, some of my guests have been financial planners. Some of my guests have been talking about valuing your business, all these various things, valuing your products. You know, how do you do all of that? And of course, the consensus is that that is not the most important thing. If we have a great product or service and really good customer service, the price will come, the money Mm -hmm. will come. And I think that's, you know, more and more we're seeing that even if you're just dealing with a big, you know, online company, things like that. And, and so, you know, why, why do you focus on, on customer service? Because I'm passionate about it. Because I want to deliver the type of service that I want to experience, right. first and foremost. Mm-hmm. Secondly, I want my business to represent me. Mm-hmm. I take pride in having created this business. Mm-hmm whatever business it might be. And mostly here, I'm talking about some kind of B2C mm-hmm. retail or some other right. customer-facing mm-hmm. type business. But I want it to represent me, and that's my standard. So mm-hmm. a, a quick story. I, I grew up in South Florida, mm-hmm. and so we started going to Disney World back in 72 when ah. it first opened. Yeah. So that became very early on my standard for customer mm-hmm. service. And so the Disney way, and, and Disney has always been one of my heroes and mm-hmm. inspirations, uh, that, that passion for paying attention to the little things, even though they might not seemingly matter, that attention to detail, that attention to creating mm-hmm. remarkable customer experiences, that stuck with me. Mm-hmm. That I always wanted to somehow 
reproduce that. In fact, I wanted to work for Disney. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, I, I actually applied when I became a computer programmer. That was my wow. first career mm -hmm. back in the 80s. And I still have the rejection letter that they oh. sent me, by the way. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it was no. a very kind rejection letter, oh, yes, but I'm I still sure. have it. And Mickey said, that's all right. And, yeah. And even to this day, I thought, you know, when same, at some point I might venture into having a job where I'm customer facing, mm -hmm. helping people have great experiences at, at Disney World. That's how passionate I am about it. It, mm -hmm. it brings back memories of great times with my family, mm -hmm. those experiences that were facilitated there for me. So when I apply that now to one of my small businesses, mm -hmm. my self-serve frozen yogurt shop, that's what we focus on, mm -hmm. is trying to create those remarkable experiences mm -hmm. for all of our customers. Right. So that's where it comes from. It's, it's a passion, and it's what I really believe in. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, I think one of the cool things about Disney is that the, the customer support experience starts when you get there. And doesn't end until you leave. Yeah, and I would and argue, Deb, that it even, it even starts before that. I would argue right. that it, it starts with the with the booking of the mm -hmm. experience even, right. yeah? Yeah. And, you know, it, and we're used to the fact that customer support is when you go and ask for it. That's right. Or try right. and find right. somebody or send somebody an email. One of the things that I love about Disney is the fact that when someone is in costume, mm -hmm. they that's them. You know, That's right. They, they are the princess. They are the the whatever. And I always think, you know, wouldn't it be cool if the the person that has, you know, the the logo on their shirt that works at the big box store or, you know, all these various things, if they had that same thought process. Yeah. In fact, we 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 mm -hmm. teach that that mm -hmm. because we because here's the reality, Deb. We 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 every day we don't get up and are excited to do what we do, right? right. But what Disney calls it is being on stage. Mm -hmm. And so we we try to teach that. That you might be having a hard day, but what we want you to try to do is when you walk in these doors, you are performing. So right. think about it that mm -hmm. way. When you are customer facing, mm -hmm you are performing. Mm -hmm. Now, you could argue, well, I'm not being genuine. No, but you know what? What we found, and it's been studied and proven psychologically, that if we pretend to be in a certain mood, we eventually are mm -hmm. in that mood. Right, yeah? right. So, so that's, that's a key part of it. And furthermore, I don't know if you knew this, with the characters at Disney, certainly at the Magic Kingdom, they cannot, you will not find them in another part of the kingdom. In other words, right. you won't find Cinderella. Yeah, she doesn't Frontierland. wander off to, to exactly. see something else. Mm -hmm. So that congruity of who they are is very important as mm -hmm. well. Subtle, but important. Mm -hmm. right. you know? And it means that they are 100% focused on that. That's right. You know, how many times have we been in a store, a restaurant, or whatever, and you know, we need help, and we go and we find you know, <clears throat> the person in you know, the shirt, and we say, hey, can you help? That's not my area. That's not my, yeah, or I'm busy, or, I'm on the, right. or they're on the mm -hmm. phone, or they're mm -hmm. whatever. <laughs> right, right. You know, and that, I think, is what is so critical about this, is that we, you know, especially as the business owner, we need to always be on. I think And so. that's hard. You know, it you is go hard. to a networking thing, and it's like, oh, I don't want to be here today. Or, you know, all of these various things. But we need to remember, especially if, if we're the business owner, we are that face of that's that right. business. And we had better be providing 100% perfect customer support every time. Agreed. 
Well, now you talk about the six steps of providing great customer service. So let's really talk about those. So go through what they are and then let's yeah. really get into the meat and potatoes of them. Absolutely. And I'll, I'll walk through the six and then depending on time, there's a few okay. that I think are most important right. if, mm-hmm. I, if I had to pick them. But, but mm-hmm. they are this. It starts at the top. Mm-hmm. That's number one. You have to have a culture that mm-hmm. supports that. And we've touched on it a little bit mm-hmm. here as to the Disney, that Disney culture, right? Mm-hmm. You have to have a system and an environment. In other words, your employees have to have a system that they execute, in particular, their, your mm-hmm. customer service related right. systems, and then an environment mm-hmm. that allows them to perform that. Mm-hmm. So that's number three. Number four is it's about the employees. Mm-hmm. And these, you could rearrange these certainly, except for number one, but so number four is employees. Mm-hmm. You have to train your employees. Mm-hmm. You have to treat your employees right. That's, I think, fairly obvious to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Number five is to listen and measure. Mm-hmm. How are we doing? Mm-hmm. So you have to consistently do that. Mm-hmm. And number six is the hardest part, which is to try to aspire to execute consistently. Right. It's one thing to do great customer service every once in a while. Mm-hmm. It's a whole other thing to do it, to try to do it 100% mm-hmm. of the time. Now, 100% is impossible, but right. that should be the goal. That mm-hmm. should be the aspiration. Mm-hmm. Because to that customer who has a bad experience, to them, you failed 100% of the mm-hmm. time. Yep. Right. Doesn't matter that the previous 99 customers had a great experience. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's what we aspire to. So mm-hmm. those are the top, those are the six things mm-hmm. rather And first and foremost, what I mean by it starts at the top, which was number one, is me as the owner, as you were just speaking to, I have to believe this. If not, then it's what I call lipstick on a pig. It's that plaque at that fast food restaurant that you know is doesn't really care about mm-hmm. customer service, but they have the employee of the month up on the wall or mm-hmm. the soaring eagle poster. Mm-hmm. All of that is worthless unless you as the owner or owners really believe in the value of customer service. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And that carries through to the the C-level, the managers, all of those. I mean, you know, if they haven't bought into it, then it's really not going to, to happen. No, you're wasting your time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it's really, it's not going to permeate your environment then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, those I, are the six steps. And, and again, if I had to pick the the most important one, it would be it starts at the top. So mm-hmm. it, this has to be a passion to you. Mm-hmm. And listen, I, I know a lot of business people, as I'm sure you've met them as well, who pretend they care about customer service, mm-hmm. but then they act in a very different way. And we'll talk about some examples of that. But right. that's the key. You have to be bought into the value of customer mm-hmm. service. And sometimes it, it's, a tan, it's an intangible thing, rather. Mm-hmm. It's hard to measure sometimes. You talked about at the outset about you know, how that relates to, to profitability and, mm-hmm. and the viability of a business. But it's not something I can directly measure. So a lot right. of times people will abandon it over mm-hmm. time. Well, and in many cases, that, that leader isn't continually dealing with customers. That's you true. Know, and, and so, you know, especially when you get a bigger business, you know, and, and, and you have people that that is their job to mm-hmm. go deal with those customers. And so that they're like, yeah, yeah, whatever, you know, and, and, and you're, you know, the, the employee of the month gets dusty, you know, the Eagle, you know, the Eagle poster is, is tilted sideways because they're not paying attention to it anymore because they're thinking, and rightly so, I have so many other things I have to worry about. Right. And that's the problem is, you know, they, they, they have other priorities, but 
you know, if they really aren't that person, and maybe it needs to, you know, we need little bracelets. What would Walt do? Exactly. Um, you like know, and, and, and it's funny, you know, when we think about great companies, we really do think about, you know, how is it that they interact with people mm-hmm. or bad? You know, you know, when they, when you know that they, you know, they go on um, Facebook and they're, they're nasty right? or, you know, you, you hear about the, you know, say a celebrity that somebody approached and said, can we have your autograph? And they were, were horrible. You know, you hear about, and, and then of course those things spread. Of course. So, you know, how, is, how do you work with the leaders you know, to, to get them to really understand if it's, if it's not, you know, that whole buck stops here thing, you know, if, if they aren't living and breathing great customer support and great customer service, it's not going to happen. Yeah, no, it's a great question, Devin, and a great point. I'm glad you brought this up because, and I don't have all of the answers because it's tricky because some of it, I, if someone, if I don't feel like an owner or a leader or C-level is bought into it. I don't know that I can convince them. Right. One of the approaches mm-hmm. I do, though, take, and, and you were touching on this, is I, I think it's. I think every good business owner knows how important it is to be customer facing because mm-hmm. that is the, especially in retail, right? Mm-hmm. But even in business to business, the more you know about how your customer is responding to your product or service. Mm-hmm the better you're going to be able to lead and predict what's next, right? Right. But we, we know that in business. So if you, if you continue to hide yourself in the back or in the office and you're not often in there talking to the customers, mm-hmm. observing, interacting, you are going to lose touch. Mm-hmm. So I'll appeal to you from the perspective that eventually then you're not going to make the right decisions on where to steer your company next, where to grow next. Mm-hmm. So it's going to impact you eventually to the bottom line. Mm-hmm. So you must embrace listening and interacting with the mm-hmm. customers and seeing what they're responding to. And when you do that, then I would hope comes this desire to do it the best that you possibly mm-hmm. can. Yeah. Right. The other thing I talk to those people about is what I mentioned earlier is put yourself in a perspective of you as the client or as mm-hmm. the customer. Right. And in this day and age, I don't have to tell you I'm sure you agree that I've experienced, and maybe it's because I'm getting older, a decline generally in a lot of areas when it comes to customer service. Mm-hmm. Right. A lot of reasons that go into mm-hmm. that. So if you, I can't imagine that very many people, that that's the way they want to be treated. Mm-hmm. So I try to appeal to them on that perspective to get them to realize that's not the way you want to provide your product right. or service either, yeah? Right. You know, and I think in many cases... They're thinking, you know what? If that customer goes away, I can get more. Exactly. I, I get that. I've, mm-hmm. I've heard that, that perspective, mm-hmm. certainly. Yeah. And then the other thing that I was thinking about ties into to, you know, one of your, your lists. Many of the senior level management don't realize that their employees are, in many cases, their customers. Right. You know, and, and how you treat your employees then starts trickling down, um, you know, and, and so when they're empowering their employees, when they're treating them with respect, you know, all of those various things, then that does start getting passed down to when they're dealing with the actual people who are paying the money. Absolutely, Deb. You couldn't, I couldn't have said it any better. That The empowerment, I want to come back to that mm-hmm. point because that is another example of how as a business owner or senior level manager, I can undermine customer service. Mm-hmm. 
An example is we'll use the yogurt shop as a perfect example, mm -hmm. right? So my product on average, somebody's going to pay about five bucks for a cup of yogurt. Mm. So my employees, all of them are empowered mm -hmm. that if that customer, because what happens often, because it's self-serve, people will mix things up that look right. good, but then they taste it like, Ooh, They're that like, was oh. not mm -hmm. the lemon doesn't go with the chocolate as it mm -hmm. turns out. Right. Mm -hmm. So if they see that or if the customer says something, they're empowered to say, let me take that from you. Right. Go make another Start one. Start over. It's okay. Start over. Mm -hmm. They don't have to go fill out 50 forms or make a mm -hmm. call. Or, they're empowered mm -hmm. to make it happen within reason, right? Right, right. But they're empowered. That little subtle thing is so powerful. You know, mm -hmm. and big retailers like Nordstrom's, for example, mm -hmm. I don't know if they have Nordstrom's where you're at. Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, they have a history of that, right? Mm -hmm of empowering staff to take care of the customer. Right. That, that is so critical. Mm -hmm. That piece of it is so critical. Mm -hmm. I mean, the, the worst thing is when you ask for something and you're either told, I can't do that, Ugh. or I'll have to get my boss. You know, I'll have to go ask. Now, obviously, there are times where they right. have there, to There are that. boundaries. Yeah. And to that mm -hmm. point, Deb, that's our job to clearly define mm -hmm. those boundaries right. for our staff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, with the yogurt, it might be okay. Somebody gets to, to mess up twice. That's exactly. All, you know, and, and, you know, the, right. the person and then, who's and then, there trying five different mixes. No, you yeah. know. So and, I want you to use your judgment on are we getting taken advantage of? Right. And I think that most people can figure that out. Most mm -hmm. employees can figure out when somebody's trying to play us mm -hmm. or when somebody legitimately has an issue. Because that's all that's we ask them to do. Training comes in. It says you know, for training. How comes do in. you deal with that so that they don't get really annoyed? Exactly uh, and sometimes right. they are. They're going to get annoyed. You know, especially if they were trying to take advantage. Absolutely. So how do you deal with that so that the the and and I always tell people, you know, when I'm posting on social media, I, I manage uh, accounts for other companies, and we'll get a negative review. And I tell them, we absolutely, positively have to respond. This is not ignore it time. That's and right. we have to respond quickly. You know, no ostrich, no, no nothing. Because people just want to know that they were heard. You know, that's, that is the biggest thing. They just want to know, okay, somebody was paying attention to me when, when, I, when they said this didn't work. And, and I say, you know, we, that's, that's the key. They just want to know that they were heard. But there are times where we have to say it's, it's not going to work. But, right. the, you know, the, the reason we're responding is not really for that person. It's for everybody else who's standing there listening. Agreed. Everybody who's reading it. You know, because the person, especially if they're a serial complainer, they're not going to pay any attention. No. But, you know, it's that negative review that somebody a year, a day, an hour later reads. They want to see how it was resolved. That's right. That's what I look for in reviews. I look to right. see if a company has a bad review. Mm -hmm. I, I actually, I just look to see that somebody replied. Mm -hmm. Right. Not even necessarily what they replied. Mm -hmm. I mean, beyond a generic reply, mm -hmm. but Thank you so much that alone that. tells mm -hmm. me, okay, mm -hmm. these people tried to solve this mm -hmm. problem for this right. customer. So to your question, it's interesting. I'll start with this. We have also, and we also believe, and it took me a while to get to this point of believing this, that some customers or clients we have to tell to go away politely, right. mm -hmm. but I can't satisfy everyone. Mm -hmm. So that's part of it. But then you touched on it. It's about the training, Deb. Mm -hmm. So even at our yogurt shop, we have a formal training process, a mm -hmm. curriculum. They have to take a certification test. 
all before they're allowed to alone serve the customer. Mm -hmm. Okay. You would think for a, for an hourly position type job, you say, Hey, put your apron on, you're good. Mm -hmm. No, we, we actually mm -hmm. have a very thorough spelled out training program. Mm -hmm. And what we have been told again and again by our employees, and mostly these are young kids. Right. It might I be, you know, kids. their after school job. Exactly. After school, mm -hmm. they're in junior college, but stayed in the area. That's mm -hmm. our target employee typically. I've been told again and again how much they appreciated that we had invested in them so that they could do their job well. Right. And to your point, that is why we think we've been able to succeed with our remarkable customer services because they have not just been empowered, but they've actually been given the tools with which to do it. Mm -hmm. This is everything from the script that they have to learn initially when they greet the customer and then they can tweak it and make it their mm -hmm. own to how, to your point, as you mentioned, how to deal with a customer complaint. Mm -hmm. right. We've trained them on all of that so that they have at least something to fall on when those situations happen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And part of that training is, you know, how to say it. That's right. You know, the body language, all those various things. You know, I, I live in the land of Chick-fil-A, you know, yes, and as, where as do I. that's, that is one of those things that, that they pride themselves on. But when you're in the drive through and, you know, there's, 20 cars ahead of you and 20 cars behind you. And you know, those poor little people are just stressed out right. when they say, it's my pleasure to serve you. That's right. You're like, mm. but when they say it's my pleasure to serve you, you know, it's obviously same exact words, I know, but it, it makes a big difference. But isn't it amazing that even at that, and this, I love these examples because I'll have people tell me, well, nowadays you just can't do it. You can't find good employees. Mm -hmm. It's hard. Right. But it can be done, mm -hmm. and it is done. I'm doing it. Chick-fil-A is doing mm -hmm. it. We have a chain here in Texas called Whataburger. Mm -hmm. right. They're mm -hmm. doing a pretty darn good job mm -hmm. of it. And I'll give you an example. Sometimes it's little things, to your point, that at, at Whataburger, and they really started doing this about, I started noticing it about five years ago. When mm -hmm. you go through the drive-thru and you order a fountain drink, as I always do, they are trained, and I watch them. Mm -hmm. Nine out of ten times they execute, they wipe the cup. You know how when you pour a fountain right. soda, yeah. it, it tends it, to it spit gets, on yeah. it? And, and, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. They wipe it down before mm -hmm. they hand it. It's a subtle little right. thing, mm -hmm. but it's those little things that mm -hmm. add up to delivering a remarkable experience, mm -hmm. even to me, through the drive through mm -hmm. Right. You know? And people notice the opposite also, you know, and, and of course, you know, they, they love to notice the opposite just on Facebook today. I saw somebody who posted, they were in a restaurant, a fast food restaurant, ordered breakfast. You know, they, now it, it was one word. They actually brought them the food. Okay. So a fast but, casual right, kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. And, and they said, you know, I, can I get some uh, jelly? The person never responded. And they never got jelly. <laughs> it's just, and, and of course, they were livid. They go posting on Facebook. Now, there's a variety of reasons. The person may have just not heard them. Right. You know, and, and so, you know, that, or, you know, maybe they didn't have jelly. Maybe they just didn't want to bring them jelly. I mean, you know, there is that. But, you know, it, it, there was so much damage done right there because that person, and, and you know, it's one of your points, we have to listen. Yes. You know, when you, 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 you have to be conscious of the fact that the customer, or, you know, maybe they're just looking, you know, well, you know what's right, going on? Right. May I help you? Is there something that, that. that we can bring you? Exactly. Oh my gosh, I'm not finding jelly. Yeah. Yeah. Reading body language. We, we train our folks on that because in our situation at the yogurt shop, going back to that example, mm -hmm. 
it's self-serve. So right. we, we've adjusted that script because people don't want to all, always be asked, uh, you know, welcome to iTopit. Let me tell mm-hmm. you about, so we ask them, have you been in before? Mm-hmm. And depending on the answer to that, then we'll either go into our right. formal script for a new customer mm-hmm. or, well, let me just let you know, we have two new flavors today. Right. And then we read their language, mm-hmm. their body language. There are people who don't want to be bothered. Got mm-hmm. it. Never mind. Mm-hmm. And others that, oh, really? Tell me about them. So you, mm-hmm. you have to judge that. Yeah. Right. Well, no, going back to the Waterburger example, what yeah. Waterburger has done is when they bring out your food to your table, mm-hmm. they bring a little a condiment tray that has ketchup ah. and napkins. Mm-hmm. And so what they've done, I think, Deb, is they've read mm-hmm. that that maybe was an issue and now mm-hmm. they're avoiding that issue altogether. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and it's funny because a lot of times these issues come up because the customer doesn't want to be a bother. Right. That's true. And, and it's so funny because I'm paying for it. I should be able to get jelly. <laughs> right. <laughs> or if it is something that there's an additional charge for or whatever, okay, fine. Explain that to me. I'm more than happy. Or if they can't do it, you know, if they tell me, oh my gosh, we are so sorry. We're out yeah. of jelly. Yeah, right. Okay. I'm cool. You know, but to, but to just be ignored, no, never good. Never good. Never good. I'll tell you another uh, story that I'll never forget. Um, we were in Hawaii. This is quite a while ago. No, it was about 20 years ago and stayed at the uh, Four Seasons in uh, Wailea, that beach area there on, on mm-hmm. Maui. And talk about customer service. Talk about an environment where everybody has been empowered. Mm-hmm. My, at the time, we had a, a daughter of our daughter who was, uh, I think she was two or three, still had still using a pacifier. Mm-hmm. First of all, we had reserved ahead of time and asked for a crib. And we were mm-hmm. expecting the standard issue hotel crib that looks right. like a cage, right? Yeah. And you're thinking, no, 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 no. This safe? was a crib. Yeah, exactly. This was mm-hmm. a crib just like we had at home. Now, coincidentally, it even had the bumper of Winnie the Pooh, which is what she had oh. at home. So she thought she was home. She was thought it was at home. We had a diaper genie, like a full-blown diaper mm-hmm. genie that, mm-hmm. you know, hides the diaper so controls mm-hmm. the smell. Her name was spelled out in little sponges mm-hmm. in the uh, bathroom. But here's the clincher. Uh, her, um, her pacifiers got contaminated, uh, got mm-hmm. dirty with something. Yeah, and Pam really put them in a little bag mm-hmm. and took them to the front desk and asked sheepishly, could you guys possibly sanitize this? Mm-hmm. And it was just just a clerk. It wasn't a manager. Right. He did not hesitate. He said, yes, of course, ma'am. We will mm-hmm. take care of that for you. Right. No hesitation whatsoever, mm-hmm. right? It can't be very often that he gets presented with right. a set of so dirty pacifiers. Probably, he might even, now, what do I do? He might not even know what Mom. to do, but he's been trained <laughs> to know, yes, ma'am, we, we will take care of that. Right. Now, they charged us for all of this, mm-hmm. but it doesn't matter. I willingly paid for that. Mm-hmm. It was the issue that at other places, I'm sure I would have best have gone like, mm-hmm. mm, I don't, uh, there's nothing yeah, I could do there yeah. for you. Mm-hmm. That's or, or remarkable. Mm-hmm. I'm talking mm-hmm. about that 20 years later, Deb. Mm-hmm. That's remarkable. That's right. what I mean by remarkable mm-hmm. customer service. Yeah. Right. So talk to us more about examples of good leaders. You said you had some examples. Um, so, you know, I, I think that good leaders in small businesses are customer facing and they're employee facing. Mm-hmm. They don't hide in the office in the back. They don't relegate that part of it. Mm-hmm. They're there and they model for their team how to do it. Mm-hmm. They empower their staff to do these things. They look for and catch their team doing the right thing. Mm-hmm. 
So of course, it's important to have an environment where if somebody does something wrong, there's corrective action. Right. Mm -hmm. But for example, one of the ways that we do that, which is tied to the listen and measure of the six steps, is we have a mystery shopper program. And I've always uh -huh. had that at our businesses where, mm -hmm. where we can do it. What we do with the mystery shopper, first of all, if we get a hundred score, which we often do, mm -hmm. everybody who is on staff, who is on the clock during that visit gets a gift card. Cool. It's just a $25 gift mm -hmm. card, but hey, I'll take one, right? Right. It's about rewarding people when you catch them doing the right thing. There are mm -hmm. plenty of opportunities to, you know, corrective right. counsel. Mm -hmm. And by the way, a leader rewards and praises in public. Mm -hmm criticizes and right. gives in more private. negative feedback in private. Mm -hmm. That's what a leader does. Mm -hmm. A leader does not come in and immediately start yelling and highlighting everything that's wrong. Mm -hmm. I do that one-on-one -on -one with my manager who I've empowered to have responsibility right. for that. I don't undermine their power. Mm -hmm. So that's how I think a leader behaves in a small business in particular as it relates to then impacting customer service. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. You know, and and it is difficult because, it, you know, especially as the business grows. Um, right. I've shared this before. I used to work for a very large life insurance company. Mm. You know, we had, it was a 17-story building, but, and, and we were on most of the, the floors. I mean, you know, it was parking garage wow. and things like that, yeah. that that were in there. So this was a big building. And our CEO, which I worked closely with him. I was the head of corporate communications. So I, I worked with him. Someone had told him, you know, it's it's good to get out and see. <laughs> and so he just starts walking the floors oh, and it was God. cubicle land. And of course, we all had the, you know, the five foot cubicles and he was a very tall man. And they're like, what's he doing here? What's he doing here? What's he? you know, and, and everybody's in a panic panic. I mean, <laughs> people are literally running because and and, you know, and and so he hadn't set the stage. You know, there right. wasn't anything where he said, you know, I'm just going to start visiting people. I'm going to wander around because people really did assume he's looking for me because I've done something wrong. Mm -hmm. Didn't matter that, you know, he never done right. anything wrong, but right. you know, and, and so it was funny because he was trying to do the right thing and all he did was just terrify. All <laughs> just make it worse. <laughs> that is funny. Yeah. Then that's a challenge in bigger corporations, mm -hmm. smaller uh, organizations like the ones I have had, mm -hmm. Deb, that's, that shouldn't be right. an issue. Right. Mm -hmm. But it's still intimidating when I walk into the, because I live in Dallas, the yogurt shop is in Colorado mm -hmm. Springs. So my, mm -hmm. my business partner, David Begin is the one that has the mm -hmm. more regular activity. One of the things we did to that point, it's interesting because we were getting a little bit of that feedback on, on both of us and mm -hmm. especially with Dave. So what we instituted is a uh, breakfast with Dave. Ah. And so what that is, is we went through the whole list of employees and we've mm -hmm. kind of put it on hiatus now. We need to resuscitate it is uh, the manager be responsible for scheduling and mm -hmm. he'd come in early and meet the employee just one-on-one -on -one, mm -hmm. and was really about him just getting to know that employee as a person. Wow. Had nothing to do necessarily with mm -hmm. coaching or what you've done. Now he did have, we, we like to do uh, personality profiles. There's all kinds mm -hmm. of different ones. Right. And so David would have gotten that ahead of time just mm -hmm. to kind of know what your tendencies are, but it's more about understanding. So where do you want to go next? Because we know we know that most of our employees right. are not going to be with us for 20 no, years. No, it's you don't have long-term yogurt employees. No, no. And we, and we wouldn't want that, right? So, mm -hmm. so, but investing a little bit of time and getting to know mm -hmm. them and where, where they're going, that really was uh, great in solving that mm -hmm. issue that, that you described at, at that corporate level. Right. It really helped. You know, and if you've got a bigger organization, 
Well, then fine. The department heads take exactly. people out. I mean, you know, all right. these various things. And, and so that way, you know, the, the, it comes back to, you know, you mentioned the word empowering, valued. You know, yes, for the most part, you're probably a replaceable person. Right. Doesn't doesn't even matter if it's a yogurt place or you know a high end medical for whatever. There is somebody else who can do your job, and in That's many right. cases, somebody else who could do it for less money. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and and but we need to feel valued. And you know, I love the gift card. You know, some people. Uh, I was talking to somebody one time, and they said they still keep the list of anniversaries and and birthdays and things like that and and it's a five dollar mcdonald's card sure yeah now it's a big company so that does add up it adds up sure but you know that's something that once a week somebody sits down and does all those cards Mm -hmm. and you know and, and people he said you know you mentioned you know the customer service you're still talking about 20 years he has people who say, oh my gosh, I remember when I got the card from you five years ago when my yeah. daughter was born. Because it was a personal touch, mm-hmm. right? And they right. felt the connection there. Mm-hmm. And, and it did. It made them feel valued and not, oh my gosh, I can be replaced, you know, just like that. Yeah, yeah. And when it comes to customer service, so that mystery shopper, we get a, we get a report. We use a company that gives us a report. Mm-hmm. We will highlight the positive things and that goes mm-hmm. up on the bulletin board. So again, it's uh, with customer service and from a leadership perspective, mm-hmm. Deb, it's about often sometimes focusing on rewarding mm-hmm. the positive. Right. As that's not, not something you usually see in an environment. We we tend to we can we gotta be very careful with this as business owners. Over time we feel like everybody's out to get us, right? Everybody's mm-hmm. out to take right. advantage of us. Mm-hmm. And from a customer service perspective in particular, we can get to the point where we're so burned out that we mm-hmm. think everybody's trying to take advantage of it. Mm-hmm. That that's not the case. Right. It's a small unfortunate but small percentage mm-hmm. of people who are trying to take advantage of you. Mm-hmm. Most people, when they complain about not having jelly, they really just wanted some jelly. They're not right. making yeah. it up. Mm-hmm. You know, it, I, that's what I have found. Mm-hmm. But we can vary as business owners because we're getting bombarded from so many avenues and we got expenses and we're trying to make a profit, right? I get it that you can lose that mm-hmm. perspective, but I mm-hmm. think we have to maintain that perspective that most people are just like us. They came here, they want to have a good experience, they want to get their value for their money, and that's it. They're not trying to take advantage of right. you. Yeah. You know, and as customers, we love it when somebody goes that extra little mile. We do. Um, you know, the, there's a, a company down here that we use for those meal prepared meal things. You know, you order it, you get the pieces, you put everything together. And and mm. I love it because they are a local company and they local source as much ah, as they can. So I that's see. always fun. But about once a quarter, you get a gift from them. Now, really? sometimes it's been, you know, I got a cutting board. Now, you know, this was probably a $5 item and, and ordered bulk. It was probably two bucks for them. I mean, you know, certainly right. not a big deal. Yeah. I got pencils one time. But I thought, you know, that's kind of cool. And But there's also a note in it. Thanks for, you know, we know you've been ordering from us for a year. Thanks. You know, and, and you know, like at Valentine's Day, they, there was a little piece of candy in there. So mm. it's not a big expense, but no. it was just something that was there that was, was cool. And, you can, and I'm sure they've automated all of that, right? They have right. the systems yep. in place to yep. support Their that. Their CRM yeah. pops up and says, ding, ding. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. So that's that systems part of those mm-hmm. six steps. Is uh, systems includes mm-hmm. training, but it also includes those kind of things. Deb. Right. You know, and we do have the opposite of that that always happens. You know, big thing is cable, cable TV. Huh. 
Oh, it just, and, and, and cell phone service, right? You know, see, I know you, yeah. One of those things where if you are a new customer, you practically get everything given to you. Right. But those poor schmoes who have been mm-hmm. with that company for so many, get nothing. They get, get nothing. nothing. Yeah. You know, and, and to me, yes, you want to reward somebody for coming to you. But you really, absolutely need to well, reward well, that, somebody. What for that staying. shows you, Deb, and then you can you can find it. You could lump in some of the gems into this. Is the it, they're they're exhibiting the behavior. They're telling you exactly what's going on in their business. Mm-hmm. Right. They have to continue to bring in new people because they can't keep it. Right. Yeah. And yeah. the ones that they keep, they're not taking care of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so we know that. And that's why immediately when we were able to get out from under the monopoly of cable systems, we did. Mm-hmm. In the end, they paid the price mm-hmm. for that poor customer service, yep. right? Because now we have options. Mm-hmm. Well, and That's what happens. Right. And many times now, they're actually empowering them. I, you know, called on my, my cable and, you know, was, you know, talking to him. And I said, you know, I've seen that there's this deal. And he, he kind of sighed. And, mm-hmm. and, but he said, let me check. He said, I can't give you that deal, but here's what I can do for you it's because amazing. you've been with us for so long. Now, you know, it didn't even matter what it was. I was just like, Ooh, look what I got. I'm special. Absolutely. And, you know, and again, that was, you know, I, I asked for it, but it, it did. It made me feel special. Yeah, and yeah, if my... he had said, I can't do anything. Yeah. Then I you... probably would have said, you know what? I'm going to go somewhere else. That's right. Yeah. That just happened to my wife, Pam. She called our, our, our where she has her business account, the mm-hmm. bank. And there had been a, a monthly, actually a recurring fee on her credit mm-hmm. card had just come up and she called mm-hmm. him and say, why do we get this fees? And you know yeah. what, ma'am, we're going to waive that for you. Mm-hmm. I said, okay. Right. Otherwise we might've contemplated going somewhere mm-hmm. else, but, but that's an example where you can recover a situation if you, that employee though was empowered. Now mm-hmm. that employee can't give away the house, right. but they've been given some latitudes mm-hmm. and empowered mm-hmm. to take care of the customer. Right. So talk to us more about consistently being mm. able to do this because of course that is the hard Ooh, thing. That's the hard part. Yeah. The hard part. That's the hard part. I think that it's kind of, I think somebody had put forth at some point the dimmer switch philosophy. I went to this great presentation one time it was a, like a workshop on, I think it was on customer service mm-hmm. and inadvertently uh, or n- unknown to us, the lights were dimming over time. So it has to have been before fluorescence, I guess. <laughs> and then like uh, uh, halfway through his presentation, he had them turn back on. Or it was like, wow, ah, wake up. So it was a great, it was a great example of what mm-hmm. can happen to us in business. Mm-hmm. So going back to your point about leadership, how, how does one lead? It's our job to make sure that that bar stays way mm-hmm. up here at an unrealistic level. And I'll have these conversations often even with, with our managers mm-hmm. because, well, that's just not realistic. It's, we are striving for that, what I mm-hmm. know is almost impossible. Right. We're but not if we don't, striving to be average. We are not striving to be average. And if we don't set that bar high, we know that. We know this in all aspects mm-hmm. of life. We've got to strive for that. Mm-hmm. And hopefully we will come close to that mm-hmm. consistently. We are human. We have bad days. We we have bad interactions. That's that's okay. What can we learn from that? Mm-hmm. But we've got to set the bar high. Mm-hmm. And so I think to answer your question, Deb, it falls on me as the owner to continue to instill that. It goes back to it starts at the top. Mm-hmm. People will figure out, especially those people that report to you, will figure out what was a bunch of, you know, excitement PR and what are you, how are you really going to measure me? Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. So if I roll out a good, you know, a new customer service program or we're all gung ho, but six months later, either during your review or during whatever review session, we never talk about it again. People figure that out pretty mm -hmm. quickly. Right. Yeah? So we must stay vigilant and it's a constant process. Mm -hmm. It doesn't end. We're always working on it. We're always listening and measuring. We're always improving. We're always coaching. We're always reinforcing. And that's how I think you get close to that ideal. Mm -hmm. Right. And you mentioned listen. And, you know, it's, it's not just listening to the customer. It is listening right. to your employees, too. Agreed. You know, Agreed. What, what are you continually being told? What are you continually being asked for? You know, if, if you're always being asked for jelly, there should be jelly on the table. Um, you know, and, and, you know, all of these various things. So, and, and maybe that comes back to thinking of your employee as the customer, you know, listen yeah. to them and always be paying attention to what they're saying, especially the ones who are dealing with people, you know, Agreed. because you get up there in the ivory tower, the top floor, the, whatever the heck we're going to call it. And you, you know, as, as I said, you know, you, you lose touch, you know, because you're busy focusing on other things. What happens to the people who are actually dealing with the people. Yep. And you have to listen to them. And there's, mm -hmm. you can do that informally. And, mm -hmm. it, and I think it also needs to become part of your process mm -hmm. as you, so that periodically you do that in a more formal setting, whether mm -hmm. it's part of the review mm -hmm. where you're asking for that feedback on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. And again, for a small business owner, it shouldn't be that hard. I think also yeah. what mm -hmm. might be a barrier sometimes, Deb, is we feel like, well, I'm the boss. I, I, I don't need to know what you're mm -hmm. thinking. You're probably not going to be here six months from now. Anyway. Right. Who cares? Who cares? Who cares? Or it's going to cost me money. So I It's really going to cost care. me money. Exactly. So you mm -hmm. can, it's very easy to be dismissive of mm -hmm. their input. Mm -hmm. And the way I look at it, and I get that, you know, listen, I'm the one, this is my business, this is mm -hmm. my creation. Okay. I'm going to make the decision. But what I always say is I'll, I'll at least say, you know what? That's an interesting perspective. Mm -hmm. And if it's an idea that gets brought to me, so let me think about that. Mm -hmm. Uh, and, and at least I acknowledge and thank them for bringing me that idea, for right. sharing that feedback. Mm -hmm. I know that at my level, I need to boil that up. I know that one customer complaining about something doesn't mean I should change how I do things. Mm -hmm. Or one person asking for this doesn't mean I should mm -hmm. provide it. It's my job, though, to collect all those data mm -hmm. points. And then, of course, it's on me to make that decision, right? right? but I have to listen to what they're saying because again, they're more customer facing than I am in all likelihood. Mm -hmm. you know, and it's important to remember that in many cases, it's not just one time that's happening. Now, yes, there are anomalies where for whatever reason, it's never going to happen again. Right. But for the most part, you know, if somebody is, you know, if one person steps up and says, you know, hey, you, this was wrong, you know, or, or this was great. I mean, you know, because we like it when they say things are great too. It happened to other people. Yeah. It was just nobody said anything, you know, and, and, or we missed seeing it on Facebook. You know, we, you know, we, we didn't read the Yelp review, all of those various things. So yeah, if, if one person has a situation, other people have it too. That's such a great point, Deb. I'm glad you brought that up because what we do there is when something does happen, that's one of the questions that we ask. Where, mm -hmm. where is the training missing something? Mm -hmm. where, where did we fail this employee mm -hmm. in coaching them? What, is there a new process or procedure mm -hmm. that needs to be put in place so that mm -hmm. it doesn't happen again? So we always look at it from that mm -hmm. perspective. So I'm so glad you brought that up. 
you know, I love the businesses that ask you for the good things. Mm. You know, pick your favorite employee. Did something happen, you know, that, that was, was great? And, you know, for the most part, probably people don't fill those out. But right. when they do, they're jewels. You I know, they're, they're really jewels. And, and it's just like you were saying with everything else, then you have to acknowledge it. You know, however you're going to do it, maybe it's that you do a drawing or, you know, all these various things. But if somebody took the time to say, hey, I had a great experience with Bob, Sue, Bill, you know, whoever, yeah. then Bob, Sue, Bill needs to be recognized for it. Absolutely. You know, and, and, and like you said, publicly. Now, sometimes it can't be. But, you know, if, right. if you can recognize them publicly, because then, of course, other people are going to learn for it. Oh, hey, exactly. they did that. You know, I can do that, too. That's right. That's right. And again, to your point about publicly, it could be as simple as putting it on the bulletin board, right? Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, but but it's not it's not the generic employee of the month plaque that mm -hmm. that even the employees know. That's yeah. you know, mm -hmm. this is real. This is you know, we'll highlight a review mm -hmm. or a feedback, mm -hmm. uh, especially to your point when it calls somebody out. That's mm -hmm. that's huge. Right. You know, and when they call them out negatively, again, you have to deal with that. You know, I, yes. I was dealing with one where we had a review for a client and mm. it was, it was a negative review uh, against a person, you know, and it, and they were really specific. They used this person's name, all sorts of things. Now, you know, the way the reviews are set up, you can't get rid of those because no. they're supposed to be unbiased. Right. So our response was the, obviously, thank you for bringing this to our attention. We're taking steps. We're working with X person. If you have a matter you want to discuss, here is the, the, the leader's phone number. Please yeah. call them. Are they yeah. going to call? Probably not. Probably not. But, you know, again, that was more for the other people who were reading it. Agreed. And so that it doesn't become a tit for tat mm -hmm. and you're going back and forth online, right? Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Because yeah. you don't want to do that. I mean, you know, I'm, no. I'm an old PR person and we were always taught, you know, you never picked on the media because the media buys ink by the barrel. Right. You know, nah, don't, don't get into it with somebody. No. Try and take it offline. Try Give them that option to take it offline. Um, yeah. You know, and, and, and of course the cool thing is if you have built up a lot of goodwill, then your customers People like that, they're going to come to your defense. You might not have to say much more than, oh my gosh, thank you for bringing that to our attention. Yeah. And that's what happened with this. Other, other people who worked with this person responded and said, this person is great to work with. You know, we love working with her. Yeah. And, you know, and, and we've also seen it where people are, you know, oh, you know, we don't know why you're complaining that the food is bad. It's fabulous. We think it's mm -hmm. wonderful. Um, you know, and, and, and that, of course, is far more important than the company oh, saying, yeah. oh, thank you so much for bringing it to our attention. That's right. That's right. And, and listen, it's a hard thing when there was, when somebody gets called out specifically for doing the wrong thing, mm -hmm. we tread very carefully there. We mm -hmm. tend to lean towards believing the employee unless there's a right. pattern. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we will investigate it. Uh, mm -hmm. in, the, in the case of the yoga shop, again, we have a camera system. Mm -hmm. So if something happens and we can pinpoint when we mm -hmm. might have the manager look at the camera system, see if it matches up with what mm -hmm. they're describing we try to get their perspective about what happened mm -hmm. first right. to, to, to before we pass judgment. Mm -hmm. um, and if it is, if there is a trend, then shame on us for not having mm -hmm. taken action prior, right? right. Uh, so, so you got to be very careful with those. You have, to, you have to, like you said, online, obviously, what you've shared mm -hmm. is, is uh, the expert advice on that, and that's the way we try to do it. But as to how you deal with the employee when they provide bad service, mm -hmm. 
that's delicate. You got to be right. careful as an owner not to undermine their direct mm-hmm. supervisor oh, yeah. or manager. There, so that there person needs our perspective. Exactly, mm-hmm. exactly. So and, and so to make sure you handle it right, and so you don't demoralize the rest of the team. Mm-hmm. Right. What you don't want is a staff that is walking on pins and needles. Mm-hmm. Oh, if you do something bad around here, or one right. slip up, and or if somebody calls you out, even if it's true or not, you're fired. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, I, I, I believe, I, I respect both sides. The customer mm-hmm. is not always right. Mm-hmm. They usually are, but not always. Mm-hmm. And my employees are not always right, but they usually mm-hmm. are, right? So I have yeah, to- Yeah, it's, it's usually in the middle. It's mm-hmm. usually somewhere in between. Mm-hmm. That's right. And sometimes then we look at it back to what we talked about before. How could we have avoided this? How mm-hmm. could we maybe right. have de-escalated this mm-hmm. situation? Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, back to the, the the person who said, you know, hey, they they didn't give me jelly. Okay. Well, maybe the training is to to say, is there anything else that Absolutely. I can do, and to stand there for five seconds. I mean, you know, you don't want to hover, but to just give them a, a couple seconds to look around and go, oh wait, I don't have. You Absolutely. Know, all those and 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 you do it with your training everybody. You know, Absolutely. It's not just and and it goes back out. to the Whataburger example, Deb. That's what they do. And so it, it because to your point, a lot of times customers might be re- reserved or shy about mm-hmm. asking, but they'll walk out of there thinking, God, I really wish I would have had some jelly. Mm-hmm. That would have made that a right. great experience, mm-hmm. but they didn't have any jelly. Yeah. And so sometimes people won't ask. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And of course, what's hard is when it's just you. You know, like me. Oh, yeah. I'm, it is just me. So, you know, how do I kind of figure all of this out? We've only got a couple minutes left. So, you know, I, I'm not training anybody, but how do how do I get that feedback? On how you're providing service? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, in a retail environment, I love the mystery shopper idea. So, right. I think you have to mm-hmm. do that. Otherwise, there's, there's also customer surveys. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of difference of opinions as to whether you incense someone by giving them some kind of reward. I think that that tends to influence because I mm-hmm. think no matter how or how you position it, people feel like they have to give you a positive review. Mm-hmm. So I think nowadays with what's available electronically in a way of sending out a survey to your email list, if you have a retail location where you're meeting with people doing a mystery shopper, those are all great, mm-hmm. great ways for you to get measured. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so that's what I would do. If you're a solo practitioner and you develop, you deliver a service, for example, Mm -hmm. then I would, I would try, hopefully you're capturing an email address for those Mm -hmm. clients. Right. And I think a simple survey is a Mm -hmm. good way to get some, some Mm -hmm. measure. And in that survey, you should ask if that's what you're looking for. Mm -hmm. I like to ask the question, what could I be doing better? Mm -hmm. What could I have done better? So you're not so you're not putting necessarily the client on the spot of critiquing you. Mm-hmm. You're asking for their input and mm-hmm. in how I could do better. And I have found that that often uncovers what they're really telling you is, boy, I really would have loved it if you mm-hmm. would have given me, given me some mm-hmm. jelly, right? right. So. And it's almost, or you know, it's not. It is not. It it should be like an employee review. You know, you're not Good the point. consultant that's coming in, and you know, it's like you know. 30 days, 60 day, you know, however you want to do it, at least once a year. Absolutely. Talking to them and saying, okay, what can, what can I be adding to, to this partnership to, to make it more valuable for you? Agreed. Um, you know, and, and, and it could be things like, you know, they're going to say you didn't respond quickly enough or, you know, and, and, and you have to have that thick skin. Yes. Great point, Deb. That's the key, right? We have mm-hmm. to, 
we're it's we're going to take it personally. There's no way around right, it, right? Right, because our business but, is our baby. Yeah, but we have to be mature enough to say, mm-hmm. all right. And even sometimes what I do is like, ah, I don't want to. But then mm-hmm. I'll come back to, you know, maybe they have a point there. Mm-hmm. Right. So we have to be willing to mm-hmm. listen to that feedback. Yeah. And if it's, you know, it, a bad situation, you know, so the feedback you get is not good at all. Then mm-hmm. as you say, it might be time to say, you know what, I'm going to, we're, we're just going to refer you to somebody else. Exactly. I, we're not a fit for each mm-hmm. other. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, oh my gosh, Henry, this is, is great. And we just barely scratched the surface on, I know on so much of this. So it just means that you have to come back. Um, Absolutely. But um, tell us a little bit more about your company and then, and then tell us about the podcast. Sure, sure. So I, I have I own various businesses as mm-hmm. we've been mentioning here, and and we just sold a business that my partner David and I David Begin and I had. Mm-hmm. He actually started, which was a car wash business, mm-hmm. and I've just started a new business with another family member in Florida, which is a franchise of Office Evolutions. It's a mm-hmm. uh, business center, so executive suites and co working mm-hmm. space. So I've got that business venture. My wife has a travel consulting business, but. You stay busy. Uh, I stay busy. I'm an opportunistic person. Mm -hmm. And again, I've been fortunate that I've had, I've had lots of failures, but I've had a few more successes and failures Mm -hmm. as I think it is for most small business owners. But my podcast is the how of business and you can find it at the how of business.com. And I offer coaching services Mm -hmm. and anybody can schedule a free initial consultation with me. But that's, 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 you know, primarily that's my voice, how I share just like you do Deb with your show You've been around a lot longer than I have since 2011, but I'm up to about 300 shows now Nice with, with the How of Business. Mm-hmm. Yes, ma'am. You know, and the cool thing about having a podcast is we get to talk to some of the coolest people. I know. You know and, and we get to pick their brains. You know, we're not having to pay the consulting fee. We just get to pick <laughs> their right. brains. We get I have books. learned so yeah. much and I have made so many connections just oh, through yeah. podcasting. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the, and, and some of them have, have become business um, people that, that I'm associated with. Some of them have become friends. I mean, it's That's just right. very cool. Yeah, no, listen, you mentioned at the outset and why I'm excited. I, as you are, Deb, I can talk about business all day long. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's one of my passions. Mm-hmm. So that's the other reason I love the podcast and I know you do as well. It mm-hmm. comes across, right? You right. love talking about mm-hmm. this stuff. Oh yeah. Yeah. We were talking before the program started that we always have to have a timer. Right. Otherwise because, we'll go on. <laughs> I know. You know, we just be, you know, here merrily going on for two or three hours. And, and, um, and it's funny, you are, I believe program 546 out of all of those, I've had two that I got halfway through and thought, okay, now what? And luckily it was before video. And so, you know, I was able to, 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 to do a little, you know, quick typing and, and, you know, seeing and, and, but yeah, I mean, I love my guests. I have always have so much fun. And as you said, I learn. And so hopefully my guests learn and, and you have given some great information out, you know, and, and I hope that people really are going to take a lot of it to heart and think, what what is the message? You know, what is our customer support and customer service? What are we telling people about our business? Absolutely, it's been a great opportunity to share and and converse about it, Deb. Great. Well, one more time, how do people find you? Thehowofbusiness.com. Perfect. I love it. Well, I'm Deb Creer. I've been having so much fun talking with Henry Lopez. And until next time, everyone have a great day. Tune in for our next program for even more trends, best practices, and techniques for how to make your business a success. The Business Power Hour, hosted by Deb Creer, is proud to be part of the C-Suite Network.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.